Welcome to the Become Inspired podcast by Life on Time. Hello and welcome to the Life on Time at Become Inspired podcast, episode seven. Uh, today we've got Jez Bilas back on board. I uh, haven't had Jez back, uh, back in here for a while. Uh, so yeah, we've got him back and we're talking today about financial well-being uh, for teachers. There's obviously a lot in the news and the press at the moment about teachers' pay freezes. Uh, there's a lot about teachers being unhappy and obviously being put under a lot of pressure. So yeah, I thought it'd be good to get Jez on as he is director of sport and a teacher at a uh, private school in Berkshire. So hello, Jez. Hi, John. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Good. Um, how are you coping? Obviously, mid-December, uh, still sort of in a lockdown. How, how are you finding school at the moment? Yeah, very... Very strange uh, in in my particular school, and I think talking to some teacher friends, everyone's finding it strange. Some students coming and going. Um, I mean, we're very lucky where I live in terms of the number of COVID cases that they're not massively high. Um, we're in tier two at the moment. Obviously, just come out of the second lockdown period, and yeah, we've had. I think the tricky thing for teachers is at the moment, obviously, the same for everyone else is that uncertainty. But I suppose the slight difference for a teacher is the the environment and what you've got in front of you in the classroom can can be totally different day to day you're used to having your set classes sitting in the right places um you get real momentum going through whatever you're teaching but at the moment it's you know one week you might have a whole year group not at school the next week some of them are back some of them are self-isolating boarding schools our, our schools um got about 25 percent of the students boarding all of the international boarders have gone home because they just didn't want to be stuck in in the uk over christmas and not see their family so just for safety and for you know to see their their families they they ran for the hills as quick as they could um so <laughs> i think we've probably got about i don't know 60 percent of students in um staff numbers obviously go up and down as well depending on what's going on with with covid and their individual circumstances so yeah very very strange. Um, I think a real lack of momentum. And for me, particularly, you know, being a director of sport, we'd be busy with playing fixtures and loads of sport going on um, in and out of school. And we just haven't been able to do that at all. So it has been a strange term. But I think generally, most people have been coping with it pretty well. I mean, finances, uh, obviously, you're at a private school. Um, it's different in state schools. But, you know, teacher finances, how... With the pay, you know, with the amount of stuff that you guys have been asked to do, uh, I know um, with obviously private schools are different, but state schools being told then that you, you know, your pay pay is getting frozen after being told in July that you would be getting a pay increase. You know, how does that feel? You know, being a teacher. Well, I think the first thing to say is it's interesting from a financial point of view as a teacher. My wife's a teacher as well. No one gets into teaching for the money, really. I worked in the state sector for about two and a half years before going into the independent sector. And I've been teaching for about 15 years. Um, this the Going to the sort of pay freeze point, I think, yeah, there's a lot of unhappy teachers at the moment that feel like the amount of work they're having to, be, having to put in, especially now, is, not, is disproportionate to the amount they're being paid. I think teachers feel like they're working harder than ever. They're having to cope with new technologies. And, and look, we're all doing things differently right people no matter what you're doing are having to do meetings on online but if you imagine your meet imagine your meeting online being with 30 15 year olds so that it's slightly different isn't it it's not just you know adults sitting listening and taking it in turns you've got you know you're dealing with children here and you know my experience the vast majority are are pretty good but it, it it's a it's a real skill to teach and and actually 
you know, teachers are now having to do blend something called blended learning, where, like I've already said, you might have half of your group in front of you and the other half online. So imagine being a teacher now of any subject where you've got to attend to the individual needs of all the students live, those that are physically in front of you and some that are at home. And you've got to give them resources online and live and you've got to do marking, real marking on paper and online. I mean, it really is spinning plates and juggling balls and all that kind of jazz. So I think I think teachers probably and I don't want to speak for all teachers because I might be getting this wrong. But the sense I get is that they do really feel like that right now and especially with all the pay free stuff that's coming in. And it is different in the independent sector. The independent sector often mirrors what's going on in the state sector but not always it's just down to the, the individual school um but i know in my particular school pay might not be frozen necessarily but the amount that the pay goes up has, has really leveled off and in fact we have had pretty much a pay freeze the last couple of years um yeah i think a lot of teachers are struggling with that and i think you know if you look at the stats and i, I don't want to quote them i think you might have some of the stats john there's a lot of teachers that are dropping out of the profession at the moment, probably more than ever, because they don't feel like they're getting the reward and the value for the work they're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's why we've got, that's why we're doing this podcast today on, you know, finance. Cause I just think finance incorporates um, a lot of our lives, you know, how we live our lives. So it does unfortunately impact our wellbeing. So yeah, we're going to have Ryan Briggs on soon. Who's a specialist in financial wellbeing will hopefully have some help and uh, some guidance for anybody out there who might be struggling with financial stuff, um, might want some advice on, you know, what to, what to do and uh, how to approach the money situation. So, Jez, thanks for that. Thanks for sort of an intro into, into teacher finance. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you soon. John, take care. Hi, and welcome to Ryan Briggs, uh, Client Manager, uh, Relationship Manager at Ronsky Wealth Management, um, who specialises in financial wellbeing. Hello, Ryan. Hello, John. How are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you, in these crazy times. Uh, how's, how's it in the finance world, financial wellbeing world it's, at the moment? Yeah, a bit crazy too, I think. Um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster since March, as you can imagine. Um, lots of up and down, ups and downs, but uh, I think we, you know, a lot of recovery has happened. There's a lot of positivity um, and optimism for the future going into 2021 with regards to anything else that you know, obviously affects market place and uh, just just feeling positive, really. Good, good, good. I mean, we've got Ryan on today to talk about financial well-being um, and specifically aimed at teachers. Uh, and hopefully yeah, Ryan's going to be able to give some teachers out there some some guidance, really, and some tips on uh, what they can do with their money and maybe what they can uh, how they can get more out of it. I mean, there is a we've been speaking to Jez, a teacher. Uh, so teachers currently Ryan in the in they're in a position where they're getting asked to do potentially a lot lot more, uh, and they've just obviously been told that they they aren't getting a pay rise, uh, their pay is being frozen. So pretty tough time for teachers right now. So it's just really good and interesting to find out because this is a new term, but financial well-being um, is sort of being banded around. And from my perspective that, you know, finance is a big thing in, in your life and how you can, how it affects you uh, and how you, how you can live your life really. So it'd just be interesting to hear what, you know, financial well-being, that's what you've been doing and, you know, explain a bit yeah, more about well, it. I think, the word well-being, well, first of all, well-being is nothing new. You know, it's, it's been around um, as long as we have. 
But I think because of the, the, the pandemic and everything else, it's just shone uh, a huge light on, on some of the issues, really. Um, and I think well-being, the word, might be up there with most used with lockdown and uh, you're on mute and some of the others. Um, but I've seen you know, everyone's talking about well-being, now, which is a good thing. You know, it's, it's a good thing. It's raising awareness. Um, I, I think the start of it really is because we, we don't learn on the financial side anyway, and financial well-being, we, we don't learn You know, it's, uh, you, you learn everything else, you, you, your different subjects, but you don't learn these, these types of skills or knowledge at school. That's, that's changing now, which is encouraging. It was actually on the, uh, it's been on the national curriculum, I believe, since 2014, but, you know, the teachers, again, have had uh, enough to try and deal with. Um, but now it's, it is happening um we're learning a lot more about uh financial well-being financial education at schools um but also at the workplace uh, a lot of companies are realizing the importance to look after their staff both from a, a moral standpoint but also from a, a commercial way it makes business sense to, to look after your people to uh to, to get the most out of them and, and to, to keep them happy really but uh, yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting and fascinating subject the whole whole well-being piece and we're um we're, we're just one element of that on the financial side there's you know if you, if you look at it so many different areas that are are linked whether it's physical well-being mental well-being um the financial side and and social well-being we're going to hear a lot more about that i think in, in uh, next year in 2020 yeah i mean we, we we obviously trying to as a business trying to cover it all and you know specializing in in schools and teachers um and yeah, I mean, for me, the financial, if you don't have, if you've got the stress from money uh, and you're not able to fulfill necessarily your obligations, then that's going to massively impact your overall well-being and health. So, yeah, having the skills to look after your money, I think, is just is really, really key. So this is why we wanted to cover it. So, I mean... What is actually the, you know, is there a definition or, you know, what would you call what is financial yeah, well-being? Definitely, I think, and that's, that's really important to, to understand what it, what it actually is. I think to understand financial well-being, you've got yeah. to really understand well, what is well-being itself. Um, and a lot of people sort of try and differentiate perhaps health and, and, and well-being and, and the differences between the two. All of thought that, that yeah. believe that, that your health, you know, is really the, the, the facts and the figures, you know, in black and white, how you're doing. Um, if you've got something wrong that can um, can be helped, um, whereas your well-being is a little bit different. It's it's more about how you feel about your current situation. Um, again, whether that's physical, financial, mental, whatever um, you're feeling about how uh, able you are, your, your ability to cope. Um, and also perhaps, you know, what sort of optimism, uh, optimism you've got for the future. So those are the, the, the sort of differences, really. Um, and you, you could be relatively healthy, but your well-being isn't so good because of how you perceive what's going on in your life and, and also vice versa. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah. quite, it can be quite complex. I think that one of the challenges is to, to try and simplify these things. Um, and when it comes to, to financial well-being, obviously, it is looking at, your money. Let's 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 keep it simple. It's about your money. It's it's your attitudes towards money. Um, you know your habits. Um, how you've been educated. Your knowledge on 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 how to make it you know, work for you. Um, how to protect what you have. 
uh, and also how to, to build your future, really. You know, we, we all need money. We know money doesn't necessarily make us happy, but, but we do need it to, to achieve the things that we want to achieve and, and to hopefully have the peace of mind that we need. Yeah, I think that's really key because, you know, it's, it's banded around that money doesn't make you happy, but I think it, it can definitely help um, and help health and, you know, help your overall well-being. So, yeah, I think it's, it's just generally really, really important. I mean, it'd be just really good to talk, you know, about a little bit about how finances can actually affect how we feel. Um, you know, that, that there is a, if you're struggling to pay bills, that's obviously going to increase your stress of levels, course, isn't it? Of course, and it's... Uh... For me, I think financial health and well-being uh, is one of the key the key drivers that, that is going to affect you, your mental awareness. I think they're the two that are being talked about a lot at companies now. They're so interlinked um, that it just causes so much stress at home that then gets taken into the workplace, you know. Um, and everybody knows, I don't need to go into too much detail, that, that this whole pandemic has had a huge effect, a huge effect on businesses, on, um, on, on, on our earnings, people have lost their jobs. There was a, a report from Citizens Advice recently that over 6 million UK adults have actually uh, you know, fallen behind and, and, and you know, got in, into arrears, and not, not through spending, through you know, general bills, through rent, council tax, energy, broadband, things like that. Um, so this is affecting everyone. Um, and it's, it's real uncertainty out there. So I think it's important that people firstly understand and, and address their situation. That's, that's the key is not to put your head in the sand. That's the first step to, to take the time to, to, to look at um, what the situation is and, and what can be done about it. You know, talk. We, we spoke about this earlier, John. It's all about talking, um, getting it out in the open, talking to people you can trust and that, that, that you love to... Um, to, to, to put a plan together because you feel a million times better once it has been addressed. Yeah. And I, and I think money is one of those things, you know, we, we say it's hard to talk about our feelings, but actually talking about money can actually be really, really difficult. So um, I think you just need to make time and space for, to be able to talk about it. And um, I mean, now Christmas coming up as well, present, you know, people going out buying, you know, spending lots of money at Christmas or trying to, uh, trying to sort of buy gifts you know, I think it's a, just a really important time to exactly not put your head in the sand and actually be up front and talk about it. Um, however, however scary yeah. it might might be, um, I think finance is one of those things we've got to talk about. Um, I mean, looking at teachers, um, our audience specifically, you know, there's there's lots of news reports out there now saying that, you know, teachers are going to be leaving the profession. You know, they feel like they're undervalued. Um they're, they're not earning enough I mean, and I think that's the you know if you're not if you don't feel like you're getting paid a fair amount for the amount of effort that you're putting in um you know that's that's gonna affect your well-being but what can teachers do to improve you know financial well-being they're not I mean you're a um you you're a qualified financial advisor um I know you're only giving us guidance that's we've got to be quite clear today that it is only guidance that Ryan's going to be giving us but what can these teachers, most teachers aren't going to be on a lot of money. Um, they're potentially, they're not, they're not wealthy. They haven't got lots of cash to invest. What, what's the type of thing that they can do to improve their overall financial wellbeing? Um, well, there, there's numerous things, John. There's, uh, first of all, yeah, I, I, I completely appreciate the, the situation that teachers really got a lot of friends that are teachers. And my son started primary school uh, only in September and, and 
just you know have a even more respect and admiration for, for the job that they're doing right up there with, with NHS workers and people on the front line so it's it's tough you know and it's not just teachers it's everybody that is struggling money wise or thinking about what they can do but I suppose just that there's some basics to, to, to try and get get in line to, to get your ducks in a row to, to as I said before to, to, to understand and establish where you're at you know is it there's a there's a scale actually we talk about um well-being and, and, and how you can actually measure it um and and identify uh, what stage you're at there was a a scale that was used back in 2013 of, uh, firefighters and emergency service workers it was quite simple quite straightforward there were just kind of four stages to it and, and it ranged from from crisis point um through to, to to kind of struggling to surviving and then to thriving. And, and I think that the first step is to think, well, how bad is it? You know, we're all, it's, it's affected people in different ways. We're all at different stages. Um, but to identify, you know, how bad is this problem? Because there's lots of people we've spoken to at companies that, that they are at crisis point. You know, they're, they're, they're not getting enough money in. The bills are, are, are more, uh, the money that needs to go out is, is, is much more than what's coming in. And, and there's the chance to, to you know, lose their house or um you know go into a lot of debt if that is the case then then there's certain organizations that they need to speak to you know there's, there's debt management charities um step change citizens advice various organizations that you can pick up the phone to are you okay ryan to put to send me these details yeah. and we'll put them on the notes of the podcast yeah for anybody course, they are struggling. Um, Thanks. some really great charities out there as well that, that offer you know free guidance and support if that is the case, I think that's the first step is, is, is if you are in that position, you know, to get some help, get some support, get some guidance. Um, obviously, on the we're trying to address that within our kind of financial education and wellbeing programs that, that, that we put on. Ultimately, we, we, we you know, help um, on the financial planning side of things. But there's, there's going to be a whole whole host of people that are at that stage. Um Again, then if you start moving up the scale, you know, people are possibly still struggling uh, and need to make the most of, of, of their money, of their income. Um, there's a lot that, that people can do just around budgeting. You know, we, we speak to a lot of people that have never really uh, put a, a basic budget together, you know, working out well, what, what's coming in, what's going out, where can we make some savings? Can we review possibly what, what, you know what we're paying for what our bills are can we reduce them somehow can we look at some of the comparison websites possibly and make our money start to go a bit further uh, i think yeah i mean all that i said that that sounds all quite basic but to some people i guess that's quite um quite daunting in itself because if they know that they're they're in their overdraft even just looking at that yeah. probably scares them so um, but I guess it's, it's, it it's the first it step. And, and I agree with that. I, there's plenty of times I, I don't want to open that Barclays app. I don't want to see it. You know, I don't want to go to cash point. And if I don't no. look at it, it, it's not there. You know, there's that kind of, it, it, that goes back to the yeah. putting your head in the sand and, and you, you do feel a lot better, believe it or not. And, and it's a continuous uh, exercise. Once you do look at it, confront it, you know, get some help, get some support. Maybe don't do it on your own, you know, do it with, people you love, your, your, your friends or family or whoever, um, and, and start, start to put a plan together. The next thing really is, is it might be a bit late, but to try and to avoid this, we, we talk about you know prevention being better than cure, to, 
to try and build up some funds so that you have got that emergency um, fund in place. We, we talk a lot about it with businesses, but it's exactly the same with, with individuals to, to have that rainy day money for this. I don't think there can be a better example uh, the whole pandemic of, of the no. need to have some, some money behind you. You know, and, and we, we talk about it in our programs. Well, how much do you need and how do you build up to that and, and little tips to, to do that? But I think just as, as, as guidance, as we've said, to, to try and start to build it up to have maybe a few months, work out what your your uh, your monthly outgoings are and to at least have a couple, few, up to six months maybe of, 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 of basic spending. I call it peace of mind money, you know, so you can go to bed at night. You know that if, if things get really bad, at least you've got, a bit of time on your side to try and, uh, and, and turn it around a little bit. So emergency funds are just so important. Yeah. And if you have, I mean, moving on, I guess. So, so for people that potentially have got some savings or have got a pension and at this moment in time, don't know what to do with it. I mean, have you got any sort of, again, guidance not advice, but guidance on what potentially um, teachers could do. I think a lot, oh, I've heard a lot of this, that right now to, to make some big decisions may or may not be the right move. You know, you've got to have a bit of reflection if, if, if money's going to be needed um, in the next few years, possibly looking at, at keeping that and keeping that available for, for, for the short term. Um, but again, I think to, to go through, well, yeah. what have I got in place? You know, do I have... Uh, an emergency fund that that should no more income be coming in in the next few months will, will that will that cover things um do i have the right protection in place do i you know are what's important to me protected my family the house my income itself is that protected um so it's uh yeah it's, it's working out what's what are the next steps really before even looking at well what could i invest in to throw it is it's, it's have I got all of those okay. uh, things in place first okay I mean so if you had um sort of a top tips I guess this is what we tend to ask our professional guests that come on uh in specific areas what would be your I don't know top 10 I think that to start with it's just identifying where you're at um but also understanding that you're not alone I think there's uh, a lot of that uh, typically in this country we feel that we're alone. We're the only people that are going through different things. There's so many people in the same boat, um, but it's important to identify and establish where you're at, what stage you're at. Next, really, is is, is to, to talk about it, to, to get it out, as we said, not put your head in the sand, um, to, to, to confront it, talk to people you care about, and uh, and only then, really, can you can you start taking action. Um, the next one for me, I like this yeah. one. It's 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 I call it forgetting about the Joneses. <laughs> so uh, you you probably remember the saying, uh, you know, about keeping up with the Joneses. I think that's a bit of a problem in this country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, even before you know social media came onto the scene, but I think even more so now. We look at others, we we see what they're up to, what they have possibly or uh, or not, what they're showing they have. And there's yeah. real, a real issue around trying to keep up with yeah. other people and thinking that everyone else is better off and having great lives and going on these holidays. And and I think with Christmas coming up, is you know, the, the, your expectation, your children's expectation or 
you know what they expect as well. So I think yeah. again, yeah. that is a really that I really like that. It's one. a good one. You can, you can have <laughs> personally. Yeah, I like yeah, that one. <laughs> in our program, we, we talk about the fact that you know, <laughs> I, I recently had a call from the Joneses, and and you know what, they're struggling too, and they're not actually that happy. So don't try and keep up. You know, it's it's about your own your own journey and, 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 you know, making money work for yourself and, and putting your own plans uh, in place that are going to make you and your family happy. So yeah, it's quite a good to, to get your head around. Uh, as I've mentioned, yeah. next, next really is, is just getting on top of your budgeting, getting a really good feel of, of what money's coming in as if it was a business, you know, what money's coming in, what's going out, where can you save some money? How can you uh, make the money that's left uh, work harder for you? Um, having a bit of a plan for any debt, you know, uh, we, 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 as a nation, you know, we, we, there is a, an average amount of, of debt that we do have, but having a plan for that, maybe trying to consolidate that and, and manage it in the right way rather than just uh, letting it tick along, uh, you know, whatever interest rates it might be at uh, is, is really key. Um, a, a little one here that, that, again, you'd think most people would have sorted, but for me, uh, I moved about four years ago and... Uh, all my direct debits was, was kind of all over the place. I had to, to sort of change providers for, for different things. And just organising my direct debits uh, so that they all came out on the same day. Um, and I knew then that, you know, for the rest of that month, that's what the money was that was going to be left. You know, that's what I could then manage that in, into a, a yeah, weekly yeah, yeah. amount possibly and, and itemise that into what the money would, would, would be used for. But that's the worst thing, you know, you get your, you get your pay, the money comes in and, and then you've got big, big bills or debts that come out at all different times. You know, you just don't know where you are. So that, that's a that's actually really, really good. No. It's really simple because you don't need any more money for that, do you? You just you just purely just need to get it all in one day because I think that's right. You, people get scared of looking sometimes at their bank account because. They don't, you know, there's different stuff yeah, coming out at different times. So, so yeah, that's, no, that's, right. that's really good. Know from that date on, that money that's left is, is going to be there to, to spend on, on whatever it might be. And then you can budget for that. And, and as you get nearer to the end of the month, obviously, you know, you're running out a little bit, you can, can maybe cut back. Um, but yeah, so it's a, a useful tip. Um, again, reviewing all of, all of your bills and your spending, it's, it's an awkward one. We don't like to do it, but having a little look at, at what we're actually spending our money on, you'd be amazed. Uh, again, just giving you a personal example, when I was travelling up to London, sort of before before the lockdown and all of this, um, the amount of coffee that I would drink, uh, you know, I'd have a coffee going to the uh, or at the station, waiting for the train. I'd, I'd, I'd then maybe have another one at the office. Uh, maybe at lunchtime, I'd buy another one, and then I'd maybe buy one at the station, you know, waiting uh, to, to come home. And it's only you know two fifty, however much three pound, whatever it is you pay for your coffee. You start adding that up over uh, over the weeks, in the months, years. I was spending Week. almost a thousand pounds a year on coffee, and you work out well. That's great, you know. I'm not going to say don't drink coffee or don't spend money on, on whatever you spend it on, but just just have an idea of of how much we're spending, and and then maybe cut back or. Or just think to ourselves, do I want to be spending that much on that thing? Could that go towards a holiday or a break or, or whatever it might be? Uh, it's, it's, it's quite scary when you do. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've done similar. And I've noticed from actually not being in the office, I'm spending a lot less on sort of lunches and stuff like that. So our shopping bill on a weekly basis has gone up quite dramatically because I think we're all at home more. Um, but it's still probably less than what we was, what I was, you know, I'd be spending five ten pounds on sandwich or whatever so yeah i think 
when you add up the small amounts, I think when you're buying stuff and it's one, two pounds, maybe three pounds, you just, it's, it's almost like flippant, isn't it? You can be really flippant with it. But when you do that every day, yeah, you're not, it's, the emotion's been taken out. And contactless, you know, you're not, yeah. You know, we're almost a cashless society. You're not getting out your, uh, you know, your notes and your, your, your coins and actually physically passing it over, you know, it's maybe been designed that way. We just, sometimes we don't even need a card now. We just put our phone. It's just our phone again that we would be. Well, what? Yeah, yeah, I've got it on the watch. It's, it's ridiculous uh, how easy to spend money. Yeah. Um, so easy. It's uh, it's definitely a good good exercise to look at what you're spending your money on and, and maybe maybe change some of those habits or at least reduce some of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, the next next yeah. to, as we've mentioned is just to start to build up that that piece of my money, that emergency fund. Um, you know, working out possibly how much you might need just to cover yourself, and it, you, you'll find so much your your well being will massively increase just by knowing that you've got a little bit of money behind you. Um, it's not easy, you know. I think that the stats are out there that that millions of us in the UK have have, have got less than a hundred pounds to our to our name in savings. You know, so many people are living month to month, and and perhaps if we can just start to to look at putting a certain amount of money that again comes out maybe even as a direct debit into a separate account and, and is treated like a bill um, that that goes into a separate fund that can start to build up as a bit of an emergency fund. I think that will. Uh, That'd be a great help for a lot of people. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think the that comes down to a lot of um, willpower, really, because I think again, if it's in your current account and you know it's in there, then you can spend it. But if you could put it yeah. somewhere else that maybe you can't get hold of, um, or that's a lot more difficult to get hold of, then yeah, yeah you're definitely. gonna. We, we it's gonna be a lot easier to, to manage with employees and, and employers that put it into a separate account, you know, that it's, it's set up as a direct debit. It comes out on that same day when all, all the other bills come out. So you know what you're left with. Don't have a card for it. So you can't be tempted to, 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 to access it or use it when you're out and about. Um, but also if, if you do need to, to spend any of it, you know, if, if, if the boiler goes or there's some, some repairs that are needed for the car and you need to dip into that for whatever reason, to then just try and top it back up again. And it might be over time, you know, no one's expecting to have, you know, that money sitting in the account straight away, it's something that you are saving for as well. A key one is, is to limit borrowing. You know, it's, it's obvious, but sometimes we, we, we can't help it. We need to borrow money. We need to, um, you know, get through, but to try and limit that. Yeah. And credit cards. I mean, that's got to be down the line of credit cards because credit cards, I think, and even store cards. I mean, I've got one. This is uh this is fairly close to my heart because uh, somebody in my family, um, you know, they didn't read the small print and, you know, you, you're getting charged something between like 20 and 20, around 20% interest for any money on store cards. And I think people just end up, it's very easy. They, they market it in a certain way, don't they? That you're, you're getting something for nothing, but you're not, you're, you're actually paying probably 10 times the, the, the normal interest yeah, rate. On one hand, we, we need to look at our credit rating and, and, Kind of borrowing can be good for that um so we, we need to, to understand that but also to keep yeah. keep control of it because yeah we, we live in a kind of instant access society where we want things we, we're almost given things and offered things immediately and and so many people are are doing that you know a lot of the stuff in our house uh, maybe our cars that everything's on finance we just got 
a bigger monthly bill to pay and it's going up and up and up and you, and you can get used to that. You can get used to just wanting things straight away. Oh, don't worry, it's only going to cost X amount a month over however many months. But, you know, you are liable for that money. If, again, going to the, if things take a, a backward step yeah. and maybe your, your income goes down or um, you lose your job or whatever, those payments still need to be made. So you, you, I personally always like to pay for things outright if possible. Some things make more commercial sense and financial sense to, to, to spread it over a longer term. But it's, uh, it, it's having a handle on that and maybe limiting uh, the amount of borrowing. Um, again, getting an understanding of how interest works, how compound growth works. You know, so as you mentioned there, the, 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 you're, you're paying almost interest on interest on that money. So it's getting harder and harder to, to get out of that hole. On, on, on the flip side, if, if your money is being yeah. invested, uh, in the right way, there, there is the option. A lot of people don't know about compound growth and compound interest, and it's it's really that. It's just kind of the snowball effect of, of earning interest and growth on the growth that can have a huge impact over the long term. So I think getting your head around that, just just Google it. You know, I think yeah. Einstein said it was the eighth wonder of the world. Believe it or not, so you can uh, Google it for yourself. Don't take my word for it, and, and try and understand what what compound growth and compound <laughs> interest on debt. I mean. Without obviously, I know you can't give advice, but what obviously there are certain debt you know that you can if you're in issues with your credit cards. So say you're currently, let's just say ballpark figures, you've got two thousand pound you can't pay off on a credit card, and you're paying let's say fifteen percent interest. What and you haven't got the ability to pay it back. Obviously, I know you're going to give us those some links that we can put on there that you can go to sort of debt agencies. What is, is there well, a way there of, sort of like, I'm just interested in how that now, works? Again, I'll, I'll send you some details that. that that are doing some great work in this area. And, and although it's not, you know, we as, as financial planners, our team, we, we don't have products for this uh, in essence, but there are companies out there that are working with, with organisations where you can actually borrow money against future earnings, you know, uh, to help out. You can possibly consolidate loans. Um, and some of these companies are, you know, rather than going to the bank, you know, it's, it's through your employer. So they, they offer favourable terms favorable uh, rates so i'm seeing more and more of this and i think we're going to definitely see it in in, in the next year and, and you know coming years uh, these sorts of organizations that are helping employees um financially through their organizations um because again like you just said it makes complete sense if, you, if you're paying 10 percent, you know on, on one hand and and you've got the option to consolidate that and and, and pay slightly less you're going to be saving money and it's, it's, it's... yeah 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 and I, and I think this is really key with all these tips i mean i've i've already picked three or four out of these which i just think are brilliant because they're, they're not going to take a lot of time and they're not going to and they're not going to cost you any more money they're going to save you money yeah i think what'll be really really good is on our platform we have we'll put the podcast on our platform for teachers but i think also we do uh well-being workshops and webinars and things like that so i think it'd be really good to get you you guys on one of those as well because i just think financial stress is probably one of the key stresses that people are find generally but probably even more now um with everything going on so yeah i just think if if you can there's, there's a few little tips there that you gave which i think can people can can almost change people's lives um just by doing some really simple things so thanks ryan really no appreciate problem. you coming Good on um you. and yeah thank you If you are looking to improve well-being and personal development at your school, 
then trial our UHQ platform for free. It's built with teachers and schools in mind. It can help improve student and teacher wellbeing and personal development. It can measure impact. It can manage new and existing PSHE resources. It offers 24-7 remote learning. It has access to innovative wellbeing teaching resources created by health professionals. And it allows you to monitor the mood of your teachers and students with our mood indicator tool and surveys. For more information, visit www.lifeontime.co.uk. Thank you.